This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Hello, everybody, and welcome to First Class Counselors, where we give camp counselors insider tips and advice on how to make a camper summer the best that it can be. You only get a few days of staff training in the summer. So think about this as your year-round endurance training for the summer to come. My name is Oliver Gregan. I'm the executive director at YMCA Camp Winona in De Leon Springs, Florida, and my pronouns are he, him. My name is Matt Wilfred. I'm the executive director of podcasting at Go Camp Pro, and my pronouns are he, him, and I am so glad that you have joined us on this podcast because it's interview season for many camps out there. So around the world, camp counselors are preparing to share why they are the right fit for a camp position this summer. You are getting ready to change lives. How awesome is that? So in the spirit of giving you the insider's perspective, we have three camp directors to and Oliver on the panel today who are actually hiring camp staff right now. So they are going to give you some of their, their favorite questions, the insider tips. This is a, this is a cheat code for all of you out there. And, and uh, we, we said many times, whether, if you want to get brownie points and say, hey, I listened to this podcast about camp interviews, you know, that, that might work for you. But I do want to turn it over uh, to our guests to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about uh, their camp, how many staff they're hiring, and we also want to hear about their favorite camp game, song, or tradition. I know it's a lot. Uh, Tiff, can I turn it over to you first, please? Sure, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So I am Tiffany McDuffie. I'm the founder of Purposeful Play. We're a day camp in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we hire between, it's a small camp, so between 10 and maybe 16 on the high-end counselors or coaches every year. Um, My favorite camp game, so I'm going to use a wonky, like one that everyone knows, is really rock, paper, scissors. People will be like, what? But the reason that I love it is because there's so many variations. So my favorite variation is rock, paper, scissors, bases, where we set it up like a baseball field and you compete. And if you win, you go on. And if you lose, then you stay and play the next person until you win. So you can't advance the base until you win. And I love it because kids get gets kids tired. <laughs> it gets kids moving and active. And it's like a great rebrand on a game that they might otherwise find super boring. So um, that's just one of the ways that we, you know, remix rock, paper, scissors. And it's my favorite. Oh, Tiff, that's so good. And I should mention that if you uh, you are going to be wowed by Tiff in this episode, I, I personally guarantee that. And if you want to hear more from Tiff, you can uh, hear her on the Day Camp podcast, another one of the Go Camp Pro shows. Um, and Tiff, we're so grateful that you're here to share your perspective and the Day Camp perspective, which Oliver and I don't usually bring to the show. So, so thank you so, so, so much. Day Camp matters. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Gabs, can I turn it over to you? Yeah, I was just saying, to, I was just thinking to myself, Tiff, this is why day camp and sleepaway camp needs to hang out more because we have to cross pollinate all the great ideas. And that idea, I'm like, day camp people are amazing with 
these games without props. And, you know, I just, I just love it. So I know I'm going to be learning today as well. Um, so my name is Gabrielle Rell. You can call me Gabs. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I run a summer camp in the Laurentian mountains of Quebec, Canada, sleepaway camp for all girls. And, um, I hire approximately 70 staff members a year. And one of my favorite traditions at camp is, um, well, at the end of staff training, just before all of our campers arrive, we bring all of our staff um, to our entry and we put a nice little ribbon that goes across it and we cut that ribbon. I ask a new staff member to cut that ribbon. And once we go underneath the arches of our camp's name, um, we're no, there's no longer new staff or returning staff or just all Waro staff. And it's our way to start together um, and contribute to that year and stand on the shoulders of the people that came before us. Awesome. Yeah, Gabs, I got to give you a shout out because when I first started listening to the podcast, that's actually one of the ideas that uh, was mentioned, I think, on Camp Code, and I've stolen it. So um, for all those of you who are listening, you can always go to the other shows, steal their ideas, and bring them yes. to your camp because it's yeah. now a tradition that I run at my camp. So uh, thank you for that little awesome. bit there. All right, but let's get started. Today we are learning about uh, interviewing and we're going to ask a few questions. So we're almost like interviewing the interviewees, which is kind of a little bit of fun for us. So um, really, I'm going to shoot off with our first question here and say, what does making a good impression look like in an interview to you? And especially today where we're doing a lot more video interviews. So what does that look like? That first impression when somebody is online? Um, versus that first impression where you might get to do an in-person interview. So um, Tiff, do you want to kind of open it up for us and say, you know, how is someone to set that present of a good first impression when you're saying an interview with them? Um, I think the best first impression is legit just like showing up on time. Better yet, showing up <laughs> early, right? Because it sets yeah. the precedent for like how we're going to continue kind of that, uh, if you're thinking of dating, like how we start is how we finish. Uh, legit, just showing up on time to the interview and and being enthusiastic. You know, I, I run a, a day camp that's full of, it's all about sports and physical movement. And so sometimes you'll have people, it's arranged, you'll have people show up in like a suit, you'll have people show up in their jerseys. And so I really don't um, discriminate based on like what you wear to the interview it's like bring your game face show up on time you know athletes time is is five minutes your your five minutes early makes you on time and so really that's a major key and it seems like something that shouldn't have to be spoken but it does um especially in the zoom environment you want to make sure that all of your tech stuff is out of the way and that you're there on time so easy peasy first win be there on time it's so important I love that. For me, it's it, for me, it's just showing that you care. So for me, that is show, yeah, showing up on time, um, trying to make eye contact. If you are online that you've set up your text so that people can see your faces. Um, but I'm looking for somebody that is excited to be there. And sometimes I can tell when perhaps it was a parent that pushed them to come to this interview. So this is your summer. This is your time. What do you want to be doing? Is this really the job for you? Um, connect with that. Connect with the mission of the organization. Get yourself excited. That's You can pick that up so quickly if, if that person is excited about your organization. It's infectious. So set yourself up right by knowing who you're applying for. Get excited for it and, uh, 
and then, you know, the rest will take care of itself. You know, it's so important to have that passion for what you're actually going to be doing for your job, which at camp is, you know, also your life. Uh, for me, I, I think with today's world, uh, with us being coming so much more casual with video um, calling and such, uh, if somebody is doing a Zoom interview, uh, it's it's setting yourself up a little bit right in that environment that you're going to be doing that interview with. It's making sure your camera is maybe sitting. Like if you're just using your phone, that's fine, but your camera is sitting on a stable object. You're not holding it in your hand and it's moving around as you're interviewing. Um, and uh, if if you are having that chance to do the Zoom interview, I'm hoping that it's at a convenient time for you. So I, I am looking sometimes for you to be a little bit more uh, not well-dressed. You don't need to put on a suit and tie for a camp job, but uh, I am looking for you to you know, not be in um, you know, a tank top um, to be in an environment where there are other people moving around. Um, so, you know, trying to find a quiet spot that might work a little bit better. I've um, done a few interviews with people where they're like in a public space and it's like, hey, look, we can find a better time to do this meeting um, and we can set that up. Uh, and, and that's a big one for me. For sure. I, I, I would echo Oliver. I think you were talking about what people are wearing and I would hope that that if any camp directors are listening that you have given the, the tools to succeed in an interview to your staff member, right? The intentionality that, that the day camp pod and camp code always talks about is being intentional about the way they do it. So if camp directors listening, hopefully you're giving them those kind of expectations ahead of time to set them up for success. Um, the, the tip that I would give, I'll give you one, one practical one and then one insider zoom tip. Uh, one is that it's just, the first impression is if you are able to make eye contact with the person that is welcoming you in the door. Um, and it's something that we don't think about, especially if we've been online for a long time, is what eye contact, the power of that is, is, is remarkable. The other thing that you can do is, um, you know, from the moment the Zoom meeting starts, you are on. There is, there is, people are, are looking at you and not, and not judging in a judgmental way, but we want to know the type of person that you are. And that friendly first impression is really important. So, um, you know, you can make eye contact with your webcam. Like you can see right now that I'm, if you're watching on YouTube, that I'm looking at my webcam and it makes me look like I'm looking at the people um, who, who I'm speaking with, even though, you know, but if I look down at my show notes here, you can tell. The other thing is when they're doing the connecting to audio, you know, that awkward time when you can't speak to them because they're still connecting to audio, a little wave is a great way to set that like, oh, it's not awkward that tech is connecting. We're, we're even finding a way to make that that hello and that welcome in that small little bit of time. So there's some some Zoom hacks and some eye contact hacks for you. And uh, those those are my tips for first impressions. Perfect. Okay, so moving on beyond just someone. Uh, so when we're looking for staff, Oliver, you're hiring a bunch of staff. Um, I've hired a bunch in, in my time as well. And, you know, we're ultimately, we're looking for someone to fill the role that we're hiring for. We're looking for a camp counselor. We're looking for a waterfront specialist. Um, so that's the very direct need. But often, you know, we know that summer camp is a very, you know, soft skills are huge at camp. Those interpersonal qualities, social skills, um, and they're not, so it's, so it's a mix of, you know, hard skills and soft skills. So I'm wondering, and Gabs, maybe we can start with you on this one. What is an overall quality, you know, one of the top qualities that you're looking for in a staff member? And how can they show that quality in an interview? 
in that brief window that you get to see them? How can they show off that quality, Gabs? Yeah. So I, I think there's something that you were talking about, Matt, a little bit er- earlier, which is, you know, setting up, setting up people for success. So when we walk into an interview, I hope the organization that you're applying for, I know for me in our interview process, we, we purposely try to make sure that you're successful in the interview because we know that it might be stressful. Um, we know that it might be a little, you, you know, anxiety provoking. So if we ask you a question and, and you don't totally get it, we'll ask it in many different ways and even give examples. Our goal is for you to be successful because our goal is to try to get to know you, not to see if you're going to pass over this hurdle. And, and uh, hopefully knowing that can, can calm your nerves to get to sort of the honesty piece of yourself and being a little bit vulnerable in the sense, what we're looking for within my organization is people that are willing to be able to make mistakes and ask for help. And the, the reason is it's not, if you're going to make a mistake that summer, we're all going to make mistakes. I am going to make mistakes many a times. I, I probably, I apologize more in my job than I apologize anywhere else in my life. This is the place where I'm constantly humbled. Um, but it is really hard to make mistakes uh, in front of people and, and you're going to do it. And so what I'm looking for is somebody that understands that this is a learning process and that you're willing to learn, get feedback and, and grow and also ask for what you need and how you bring that up in, in an interview is truly for me is asking questions, um, asking questions along the lines of, you know, I'm excited to learn from this organization. Of course, I'm going to be making mistakes. What's the best way for me to get feedback? Wow. I'm like, great. This person is ready to learn. This person's ready to be part of a team. So those, those in my organization, um, making mistakes and, um, and, and willing to, to be okay with it and learning from it is, is really essential. I, I really appreciate you hearing that. And I, and I want to make sure that people, um, that people know that that is also a great question that they can ask at the end of the interview. Well, well, we might get have that time later in the in this episode to talk about questions that they should ask. But asking them, you know, what is the top quality of a staff member uh, at camp this summer that you're looking for, and and showing that openness to hearing that that feedback is also is is great as well. Thanks, Gabs. Uh, Tiff, what about you? What about what what's the top quality that you're looking for in that interview? I'm really looking for people who like know their why, like why you're here, why you're interested, why this camp, why this summer, and not, you know, necessarily that we're going to drill them like one by one like that, but more so just that, that they have embodied that and that they are, you know, decided that they're here for a reason. Gab's mentioned like people whose parents have made them come to the interview. I've literally had people come with their parents to the interview and I'm like, no. oh. <laughs> or, you know, know. Like, so just digging into why this is important oh, yeah. to you, how you think this might work for you. And we do, we use um, American Camp Association's real job campaign to really like help people get really Um, set up for success so that they can be intentional and really say like, you know, this is a real job. It's not just watching kids. And especially in the day camp world, if you're in an urban setting where there's not, people are not lifetime campers. This isn't how you grew up and how your parents grew up. This is maybe new to you, maybe working in a camp 
um, a day camp is your first exposure to camp. Maybe you didn't even grow up in one and you're just here for sports, but really realizing that camp is so much more, even when it's a sports camp, is so much more than just the sport, right? We use the sport as the shiny object to kind of draw the kids in and so that the kids can discover their personal passions and their why. So that's why it's so important that the people who are interviewing for me and, and for any camp, just really understand like why you're there, making sure that you've looked at the website, you know something about the camp and, and that, that it really connects with you because, you, you know, you can get a job anywhere, but at camp, you know, social emotional learning is the curriculum of camp, regardless of what the camp's focus is. And so um, digging into that self-awareness is what's really, really important for me. How can people show it just by being, you know, self-reflective, you know, and, and even if they've not done it prior to the interview. Now, if you're listening here, we fully expect you to do it prior to the interview, but within an interview, just, you know, take your time. If they're asking you, you know, like why really just reflect and be your most authentic self. There's no wrong, no wrong answer to like why you're you, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's really an easy question that can be intimidating, but that's, um, that's what I'm looking for. I want, I want to quote, there's no there's no wrong answer to why you're you. I want that. Mm-hmm. That's like a Ted Lasso level statement right there. Yeah. I love Definite that. Definite t-shirt stickers are made. <laughs> yeah. Someone please write it down before we all forget about it. Well, at least it's recorded. We're good. We're good. We're recording. Uh, <laughs> um, but if you hit on something that I think is so important too, right at the very beginning about like, you know, parents bringing the kids to the interview um, and, and even the language I'm using there, it, it infers that that person is still a kid. I'm looking for a staff member who has the independence to figure out how to do this interview process on their own, or at least show that they are getting to do it on their own, right? That's how am I going to get to the interview? Like, is mom and dad going to drop me off? That's totally fine. I need the transportation, but are they going to sit in the car outside of the office the entire time of the interview kind of waiting and then maybe try and talk to me after the interview? Um, are they going to be sitting behind the laptop or the cell phone as they're interviewing with me online? Uh, that independence, I need to see from them that they can do this on their own because at the end of the day, I'm going to be trusting them with some kids and they need to be independent and handling that cabin um, and know when to go to those resources like parents or their leadership team for help. But being able to handle the responsibility of the job is something that you can start to show right there in that interview through the little things like we talked about being on time, figuring out how to do this interview on your own um, with the help of uh, those around you. I'm also, this is important too for me, and I like to put them there. I'm looking for that, I, I can't think of a better word right now, but that zhuzh. Um, if I'm interviewing someone and their answers are one to two words, and I'm just trying to pull something out of you, um, that interview is not going really, really well. I'm looking for when I ask that question um, for you to say yes and why, or yes and why not. I, I want you to give me a little bit more to your answer. Uh, and it shows me that you're passionate about what you're talking about and answering these questions. Um, so it, give that life to the interview. You don't need to spew for five, 10 minutes, but you, you know, when an interviewer is asking you a question or if you're doing an interview, the interviewer should not be talking more than the interviewee. So just know that in your track of thought when you're when you're going through that interview, show that you have passion about what you're about to talk about. Matt, do you want to finish this question up? Well, yeah, I, like zhuzh is passion, right? And and passion for what you are what you are doing. I don't know what the direct translation is. Um, Gabs as our re- resident francophone, I don't know if that even if that's even close to anything. But um, you know, p- 
passion for what you are here to apply for. So if you are applying to be a camp counselor, we want to hear about your passion for working with kids. And and it does it doesn't that doesn't mean you have to have a ton of experience working with kids either. But what are you passionate about and how are you going to take that passion and apply it to working at camp? And that's what we want, what we want to hear. And so it, you know, if you are applying for a camp counselor role, everything that you answer should tie in some way to how you can share that passion or share what you want to do with campers that summer. Or if you're applying to be a sailing instructor, I want to hear about how a time on the water changed your life and how you want to you want to share that with campers, right? No, I think no matter what position it is, it should tie back with, with kids. Um, but really thinking about how you can specifically tie what you love and what you're passionate about, because that's easy to speak about, right? You know why you are passionate about Pokemon Go, or you know why you are passionate passionate about shoes and all of those things the the interview prep is how can I tie all of those things to the experience of working at camp so uh, for me that that's that passion I want to hear it from your answers what kinds of interview questions get your attention oh so within our interview process one of the things that we do is we we have a three-part process and the first part is we try to make sure as much as possible that our interviewees know as much about our organization so that they can make the right decision. Is this the right place for them? We're not trying to sell our camp on you. We're actually trying to tell you all the things that's maybe not great about it so that you know when you're coming there, like I've made this decision, I'm a cuckoo bird and I'm happy about that and I can I can join. Our second um, interview is really about people asking me questions. And there's... Um, and I love that. That's my favorite interview because it's really just them asking questions and me answering them. And so what I find really nice is that I, some of the initial questions are always quite polite, um, very polite questions such as, um, sometimes it's even like, why are you passionate about camp? Like asking me, I can talk for hours about why I'm passionate about camp. So I try to answer a little bit, but then I push them a little bit more on actual their anxiety, what is stressing them out, even if it might seem weird or awkward to ask those questions. I like questions that I know is going to serve the person in the job. And so having a balance of questions that are showing some interest in the organization, that passion piece that we're talking about is helpful, but also asking questions that that, you know, for example, um, we have a couple of staff members that come from the UK. And I could tell with this one um, applicant that there was one question that she felt embarrassed to ask. And I was like, you just asked this question. I know there's something in the back of your brain and you're nervous to ask it, go for it. And she said, okay, are there bears? And if there are, what do we do about them? And (laughs) I said, (laughs) I said, well, the biggest wildlife we have are squirrels and, um, we have a camp dog and she's afraid of the squirrels. And this is, this is the, that's the wildlife we have on camp. I love that she was actually caring enough to be vulnerable, to ask something that her logic brain was saying, that's ridiculous. There's no bears, but she comes from England. She thinks about Canada. She thinks bears fair enough. So that passion questions, but also the ones that really are going to help you to be a better employee. I'm looking for those. How about you, Tiff? So in terms of questions, I just want someone that has questions, right? So when they're like, oh, I don't have any questions, this is like, 
cut it out or why not or you know something to that effect and and for me I love so questions that you should ask if you have no questions are ones just like Gabs just said what what do what brings you here like re-interview I think Oliver was the one that said the inter you should be talking more than the interviewer so you want to you know sell the value of yourself because you are you know our people are our biggest asset so like why are you here? What makes this kept special to you? What is the what is the great day look like? What is a horrible day look like? So that you're kind of prepping yourself mentally for like the challenges that you could face. Um, you know, what more can I do with this as a career? That sort of thing. I think we also wanted to talk about like what sort of interview answers get our attention though. And so the interview answers that get my attention are like when they're able, the, there's a phenomenal question air quotes phenomenal like what are your strengths what are your what are your weaknesses <laughs> yeah. that everyone asks and so just if you're talking about if you're asked to talk about your weaknesses um I you should always give a weakness that you can flip around like well I you know like to take everything on but really I should learn to delegate more or you know just show us how you've turned that weakness into a strength not just like oh well, I'm always late I'm working on it this summer you know like that is not <laughs> That's not a good answer. Um, it might be your truth, you know, which you should work on before you get there. But if they're asking for a weakness, it should be more around like how you're able to um, turn, how you've been able to turn it around. If they're asking about a failure, what you learned from that failure. If they're asking about um, your strengths, how those strengths can apply to camp and to kids and not just be extremely braggadocious, right? We're asking about strengths, but then you, you'll get extremes where some people can't find any because they're just being too humble. And some people like, I'm the best thing you've ever seen. And you're just like, are you like, show me how you can apply that to the work that's being done here. So, so those are the things where you can like, yes. And I can answer your question. And here's my, that differentiates you from mm-hmm. the rest of Yeah, I've started rephrasing how I actually ask my final question of like, do you have any questions? And I just start saying, I just started saying, hi, uh, my last question for you, and I think this is my most important one, is what are three questions you have for me about camp, um, about the experience you're about to ride on? But I need at least three questions. And what ends up happening is they get the first one out of the way, and then the second one comes out pretty easy. And then by the time we're in the third one, it's very evident that they have about 50 more questions that they want to ask as an interviewee. And it means that they have now had that chance to become comfortable. And I actually find now when I ask that question, I'm getting more of a conversation. It's not just an interview anymore, but now I'm getting to talk to them about camp. They're getting to kind of freely ask me questions about it. I ask them things back like, well, why did you feel like you needed to ask me about bears being in Canada? Um, And it really helps us out because now I'm getting a better feeling for who they are uh, as I'm interviewing them. So now I just say, ask me three questions and it gets the ball rolling. And almost I treat that almost as the most important part of my interview is that last question. So please seal that. So good. I want to, I want to consolidate this question with, we are coming back to the same thing over and over here, and that is to be specific, right? Being specific in your answers, in your questions, no matter what it is, we, we want to know that you have thought about your answers and are contextualizing them within the context of the job you are applying for, right? A, a, an interview isn't a, just a conversation. A conversation is the vehicle to bring out these bright ideas in your head about how it ties into camp. So um, if you are taking one thing away so far, I hope you're taking more than one thing, 
thing. But if you're taking one thing away, be specific, be specific, be specific. That is important. Okay. Now my favorite question, I think, of the questions that I'm asking the people who ask the questions is, what are some of your favorite interview questions? What is what is one that, that you know, Oliver just shared one of his, like, what are the questions you have for me? But, you know, um, what is a question that you really use to draw out the zhuzh, the passion, um, or one that you love hearing answers to? What is your favorite one? And, and also, you know, what are you looking for when someone is answering that question as well? So, so Tiff, why don't you start us off on this one? So my favorite interview question is, it's not a question. It's tell me a joke. Okay. Now it's my favorite <laughs> thing to say because it catches people off guard. It lightens the mood and it tells me either a, and, and this may be seem judgy, but so in my mind, it tells me, are you in touch with your inner child? So, you know, a joke, mm. or if you don't know a joke, are you going to Google it? Because everyone I'm interviewing has a phone right near them. So my favorite people have always been like, I don't know. And like boldly pulled out their cell phone and Googled a joke and then told me a joke. And so to me, that initiative is like, I can figure stuff out in tough times. I can be innovative and I'm not afraid that you know that I have to look it up. So I love that question. Um, I love that prompt anyway. My, my next one would be like, where do you see yourself in, you know, like five, 10, 15 years or like that, or what is your dream job? And the reason why that's important to me is because in, you know, in this world, the camp world is different. Sleepaway camp world appears to be different. I wasn't, I didn't grow up in camps, but, um, and I think just in jobs in general, like right in the world, people don't stay at jobs forever anymore. And I think it's important to give interviewees the permission to dream big. It helps them get into that judge and helps you unpack who they really are, what they really you know, want to do long term. And it gives you an opportunity to ensure that you are able as the employer to kind of cater their summer experience knowing, you know, like, I really want to do music. I really want to be a teacher. I really want to do what you, I want to own my own camp. I've been able to learn so much about um, what my staff wants beyond this role. And when you know that you're able to make, and again, I, I do 10 to 15 people. So if I was doing 70, you probably couldn't do it for, you know, everyone, but it gives you a, an insider view of like their big, crazy dream. And, and I, and I phrase it this way, tell me your big, crazy dream. You know, the one that is so embarrassing. Cause you think if you say it out loud, other people will laugh. Like, what does that look like for you in five or 10 years? And then it gives them kind of permission to just kind of dig in deep and get me to know a little bit more. And what I'm looking for when they answer that is, for them to be willing to do it, right? To be bold enough to ask the bare question, to be bold enough to say what their dream is. And, and, and I think for them, it's also a little liberating, like, oh, wow, no one ever asked me that. Um, and I get to say it and, you know, and then I share mine and then they laugh like it's not going to come true. And I'll be like, all right, now don't forget me <laughs> when, it, when it happens. So. Tiff, that's so nice. I really, really love that. And I think that whether you, own or run a camp that's, you know, 20 people or 150 people. I think, you know, that is the goal. We want to get to know the people that are going to be taking care of our kids. And I love that, that last question. And I'm also interested in hearing some of the knee slappers that you also came across in the Joe question for, for me, my, the question that I like to ask is anything that starts with, tell me about a time, tell me about a time when you're dealing with conflict 
tell me about a time when, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I feel that by doing that, we're using past experiences and I get to learn about the person in the past experience. Um, I like conflict ones because camp, there is a lot of conflict and um, it's best. A lot of people, I would say more people than not are, avoid conflict. Um, and I'm, I also avoid conflict by nature, but I've practiced to not do that. And I find that if you can walk towards conflict because you want to resolve it, that's going to be positive. Um, so you don't have to have past experiences where conflict ended up all rosy at the other end. It's more talking about what it was like for you. And then in hindsight, what have you have done anything differently? And then that way we can also link, you know, that at camp, these things will happen and what, what kind of support will you need? Um, anything that comes from their past experience, I'm really interested in, in connecting with them over that. And also talking about building already a bridge of trust where we can figure out what kind of support this individual might need, but also do they know what kind of support that they need? Um, I remember a staff member um, struggling uh, within our organization and, and they clearly needed support, but they couldn't verbalize what kind of support they needed, but just desperately wanted the support. And, and at one point I said, I, I will support you. We'll, we'll figure this out but you need to tell me what you need. I, I can't, I won't be able to guess. And something that has that self-awareness is, is very, very helpful uh, in an organization. Hmm. That self-awareness is, is, is huge, right? And especially to be able to talk about conflict because we know that it will, it's not if, it's when it happens uh, at camp. So um, I, th I think that's an important, for all of us to prepare in any interview, to be able to speak candidly about a time when you were in high emotion um, I, and kind of debrief that, that shows that you are really thinking through your own thought process. And, and that shows me a, a very conscientious staff member. Yeah. And I love also people I, that take a moment that, you know, sometimes we want to fill the dead air in the interview. And I, I love it when somebody says, okay. And they just sit there in, in silence for a bit. And I know it might feel like it's like three minutes or five minutes. And it's actually only two and a half seconds. Um, but taking that time to pause and reflect also shows me that you, you're really taking that question seriously. So I, I also really love that when people are taking their time to answer a question. I will plus one that when you take that pause, like it feels uncomfortable, but it's really, really like it shows that you care. It shows that you're willing to take the time. It's brave to take a pause. So for, for people listening in the interviewing who will be interviewing absolutely take the time pause don't feel uncomfortable like boldly take it and boldly answer when you're ready yeah take that second to pause and but don't then answer with like a two second one word answer because then i was really i would be really wondering what you were thinking about for that for that 10 seconds you know oh all right okay. uh, but i love gabs you opened this up with the uh tell me about a time and I think, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about when you as an interviewer are answering to be specific, a really fantastic way to be specific is just tell the story, um, tell, tell the story of whatever that experience is. I want to hear this beginning, middle and end with a rising action, a conflict, a resolution. Like I like paint me this beautiful picture. If you're a storyteller, especially Oh, I'm going to hire you right away because I know that you will be able to walk on a trail uh, for four hours with kids and just speak 
just keep them entertained through the language that can come out of your mouth. It's a beautiful talent to have. And if um, I get encapsulated by an interviewee who's able to do that, please take advantage of storytelling. Um, We talk about it in marketing all the time. Tell your story, use it as a way to market yourself during an interview. Uh, But my questions, the things I love to ask, uh, I've started trying to like switch up a little bit fun with my interview questions. Uh, one question I love to ask, and I know a lot of camp people have probably talked about it. Um, I've, I've definitely posted on summer camp professionals whenever people are asking for interview questions, but I say, teach me something uh, because I love the idea of being able to see them teach uh, something to me and see what that process is like for them because they're going to be doing that exercise all summer with their kids. Right. So now I can see them teach me something. And I've been taught so many cool things through this because I, I honestly say I don't care what you teach me, anything you feel comfortable about. It could be literally what you just learned in your class, like a history class that day. And they will teach me about how World War II started. And I, I get to hear them talk about that. I've had people grab pieces of paper and teach me origami. Um, but the, the heart of this is the answer is that you are showing me what you are able to do. Um, so many camp people talk about, I would love to get people out for like a group interview and we do like team building and I get to see how they interact in a group. And that's so hard to do if you're doing a lot of interviews over Zoom or it's like a one-on-one interview. So if I ask someone to teach me something new, um, even in front of a computer screen like this, uh, they can teach me how to sing a song. They can teach me the basics of a haiku, uh, whatever comes to their brain at that moment. But I want to see how they can break down that information to make it explainable to a child. Maybe I want them to uh, be able to do it without saying, um, uh, uh, it, uh, you know, right. Are they clearly spoken? <clears throat> so that is one of my favorite questions to ask because I actually get to see them counseling in live action. And then the fun one I like, I started asking this year, uh, because it is, I've gotten laughs every single time I ask it. I say, um, if you were wearing a warning label on your forehead when people first met you, what would your warning label say to best prepare them for working with you? Um, and I love this, and I'm keeping it at every single person I ask the question to. I'm keeping their answers, and then I think during staff training we're going to have like a lunch where everyone comes in and I'll have all their warning labels ready and they gotta wear it on their forehead at, at the meal so everyone can, can see each other's warning labels. It's just a fun little camp lunch during staff training. Uh, but I like that question because it is back to the thing that Tiffany was talking about before was what's your greatest weakness? What's your greatest strength, right? And I think this question throws them off a little bit but I get great answers from it too. Like, I get things like I oversleep sometimes but you know, if people know this about me, I'm willing to admit it and communicate it. It means that they are proving they're self-aware and that they can work on changing this or letting others know, hey, this is where I need help. So I really enjoy uh, what's your warning label question. Uh, but those are my favorite questions I'm asking right now during this interview season. For anybody who is going to be coming to a Camp Winona interview uh, this time soon, just prepare for those. I, I love it. What a, what a cool way of, of also talking honestly about yourself too. And I think that that shows a lot about the culture of, of what it's probably like to work at Camp Winona is that, you know, we want all of you at this camp. We want the you that is great playing with kids and we want the you that sometimes oversleeps, but we're all here to be a community and, and work together on that. Um, so I think that's kind of a, a really cool um, 
like radically candid way of doing it. And, and the follow-up exercise is really cool, Oliver. Um, my favorite one to ask is a very practical one. And I often will tell people I'm going to ask this one in advance. Um, I say, if you could pick the number of kids and their age that you have, and you have an hour or less with them, what would you do that would be fun, memorable, or even change their lives? And I, I love it because that is what we do at camp. And sometimes if, if, you know, I had someone actually reach out and ask like a little bit more about the context. They said, you know, am I inside? Am I outside? And I was like, oh, that is, you are really thinking about this. Um, and, and that's, that's great. And often what I reply to that is um, you pick. But also knowing that camp, we have to program in the middle of a rainstorm, and sometimes you're stuck in your cabin room for an hour. So what are you going to do in that in that situation? And any kind of game or any kind of program that they come up with, they are getting a head start on creating camp programs in that moment. Um, and and that is a great way for someone to tell me about that they love. Uh, someone told me they love Magic: The Gathering, and that is what they would do. They would teach kids. They would teach a group of kids how to play, and they would run a mini tournament in their cabin room and, and during a rainy day that's something they could totally do and then they did it that summer and it was incredible so it really gives me uh, you know a direct insight into the programming ability of a staff member because we know that whether you are a camp counselor or you are a programmer or whatever it looks like you need to be prepared with what we call back pocket games right those things you can just pull out whether it's rock paper scissors baseball um, whether it's a, a bunch of them that we've talked about on the podcast um, in, in past episodes being ready to program at a moment's notice um, is great so I love uh, just the diversity of answers that I get and it shows me people that are actually putting time and intention because if you just say oh I play cards be specific come on think about the job think about it a little bit and um, it's, it's again a chance for you to sell your skills in that way okay we're gonna wrap it up uh, this this has been really great so far but I, I want to let I want to kind of break the, the is there is it a third wall in podcasting too I don't know but if I want to break that wall um, and I want us to speak directly to someone who is going into a camp interview that they might be a little bit nervous about or they're you know they're feeling a little anxious about what is one thing and I'm springing this on the guests we didn't plan this this is just we're gonna make it work what would you say to them? to help them prepare and feel great about coming either to your camp or uh, to rock their next camp interview. What would you say to them? And if we need a second to think, we've already, you know, we've already covered that that's okay. Um, so Gabs, Tiff, whoever wants to jump in and we can let it rest for a second. So, so I'm deep, right? Like I get deep and philosophic all the time. So there's a quote, there's a, um, and like one of those videos and Oprah's talking about how she walks into rooms and there it's full of white men and it's just her. And so she's just like, and I love it. And so everybody in the audience is looking like what? And she's like, and I love it. And she's like, because I know when I walk in, I don't just stand as myself. I stand as myself and the 10,000 ancestors stand beside me. And so I guess I would just say, know that when you're walking into the interview, you're not just walking in alone. You're walking in with every, uh, the, the way that every other camp counselor before you probably felt you're walking in as your inner child and whatever mentor you have had you're walking in with a wealth of experience like and so take your power back like none of us besides Oliver is very scary like don't say um in his interviews 
<laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> He's like, don't say um. I'm like, I better not say um on this podcast. <laughs> but no, legit. We're like, camp is all about fun and bringing your most authentic self. And just know that, you know, most times your life has already prepared you for these for these moments. So own your power. Know that you're, you know, you're walking in with the power of thousands of people who've gone before you and and just do it. I got teary eyed. <laughs> That's so beautiful, Tiff. Um, yes, I'm going to, I'll piggyback a little bit off of what um, Tiff was saying. Um, I'm, so, I just want to say, I'm so, I feel so um, honored to be on this podcast because I'm, I'm speaking to young camp professionals and I can't tell you that, you know, we, we work all year for you to arrive at camp. And, um, we're so excited that you're excited about our organization and doing this job. And we want you to succeed. We want you to have challenges, but come out on the other side of it. And, and so know that the people that are sitting in that chair are, are excited to see what you're capable of doing. And, um, and if you're not vibing with that person, if you're not clicking with that person, maybe that's not the organization for you. You also, as Tiff was saying, you, you take that power back. This might not be the place for you. There is a camp for you that's that's going to see you, get you, and be able to support you. So just know that to find that right camp director that's excited that you're there and wanting to work with you and that genuinely most of us are very, very happy to be meeting the staff because um, this is what we work towards, uh, you know, the entire year for those of us that are just running in the summer. Oh, yeah, you got me teary eyed now. What? What's? I didn't didn't expect this to happen. Oh, wonderful, Oliver. Do you wanna do, do you wanna share your words of wisdom? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I definitely can. Uh, you can't say um just to be specific. <laughs> you can hundred percent uh and ums are acceptable. Just don't don't overweight. It's it's fine. You gotta think sometimes. I'm trying to fill in that void. I think, I think for me, it, it, come prepared, right? That's what the, if you're listening to the podcast, that, that's what you know you have to do. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> but with that, that preparation, that means look into the organization you're going to visit their website, go and see what they do. It might be even the camp you're returning to after summers, the understanding that you're going to start thinking about now as a future counselor is you're not going to be experiencing the magic that people are giving to you. You're going to be giving the magic to people. And you as an applicant counselor have to understand the change in what is going to be happening when you take on that role. So do the research in that organization, understand what they're going to ask of you in order to make that magic happen. And think to yourself, all right, is this what is right for me? And am I going to be the, able to do what's being asked of me? Uh, and you can do that as you are preparing to get into this interview and thinking about what your answers are going to be. And really, we, we spoke about it so early in the episode. What's your why? What's your passion for applying for this job in the first place? And knowing that as you're getting ready for this interview, and it will make your life so much easier when you get onto that call or you get in there in person and you're all spoofed up and ready to go. I think, I think that that preparation is, is important, Oliver. And, and I think, I think 
you know, how bad do you want this job? How how bad are 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 you um are you like yearning for this camp position? And and there'll be a job that that comes along, whether it's this camp job or another one that you're really gonna want. And this is practice for that future moment. You will probably interview for more camp jobs in the future. And maybe whether that's for a camp director job or a hedge fund manager or an astronaut or uh, a botanist. Any of those things, this this is practice for that moment. And and one thing that that I think has come that true with with the four of us speaking and almost every other camp director, they want to see you succeed and they want to see you learn from this experience as well. So you know, no matter how bad you want it, take the pressure off of yourself just a little bit and remember that this is practice. This is practice, and that's why you come to camp. You practice to build those skills. You're not going to get it right a hundred percent of the time, and if you do. Please tell me how you did that. I would love to know how you aced it on your first try. Um, and I think being humble about when you do make those mistakes and taking time to pause and realize that, you know, camp is also going to be a beautifully imperfect thing as well. And you are joining a beautifully imperfect place with people who have beautifully imperfect reactions to things and where the campers we serve are beautifully imperfect. And, and knowing that um, you get to be a part of that is something to be excited for. Um, so take the pressure down a little bit on yourself. Couple deep breaths, couple seconds to pause will go a really long way in this process. And and the four of us are wishing you all the success. The camp world needs people like you. They need people who are there to love and take care of kids, and those kids need you, right? You bit with we've been on Zoom for far too long. Um, I wish that we could record these podcasts in person, but but these kids have been on Zoom online school, offline school, wearing masks. It's been a tough couple of years for kids and you get to be the rock star for these kids. So go and be that rock star, please. If you need any support along the way, um, I, I you know that you can reach out to Oliver and I anytime. Um, our contacts will be in the show notes, but I just wanted to give the floor once more to Gabs and Tiff uh, just to share how people can get in touch or maybe if they're interested in working um, with the two of you, uh, how they can get in touch uh, with you. So Gabs, why don't you start us off? So you can contact me at info at waro.com. Waro is spelled O-U-A-R-E-A-U.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Rail and Rail takes two L's. Thank you so much for coming, Gabs. So it's a pleasure. Tiff, how about you? Hey, so I am uh, Tiffany. You can find me at Tiffany at sheplays.co. So there's no M. Tiffany at sheplays.co and I'm that same way on all the socials, uh, just sheplays.co. Amazing. Tiff, thank you for being here. Folks, please make sure you listen. Check out the Day Camp podcast if you want that insider perspective on what day camp directors are talking about. Camp Code will give you the inside scoop on what staff training is going to be like for you this summer. Um, and uh, as you know, you can reach out, find me uh, and all the other Go Camp Pro podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcasts. Yeah, if you enjoyed today's show, please don't forget, we'd be so grateful if you left us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Your ratings and reviews not only tell us we like or don't like about the show, but it helps us boost our rankings and helps more people find this pivotal information. <clears throat> and with that being said, thanks for listening, friends. And remember, camp is camp and camp's all good. First Class Counselors is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison. Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. 
We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.